Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to Petaway Evangelistic Ministries. I thank God for you. We have a powerful word for today. I mean, it is a power-packed word. Um, God gave it to me while I was on vacation with my wife and my unborn uh, child. We're expecting. Woo-hoo. Um But it was something that I could not get away from. God just kept bringing it to me while I was away, while I was asleep. And I I had to, you know, if you will, get an electronic pad, pen and pad and and paper and just um, go go to work. (laughs) I had to go to work on this sermon. And I I pray that it would be a blessing to you and that um, you would uh, learn something from it. And I would love to hear from you. I, my email address is jabez2576 at gmail.com. And just write me a kind letter. Of let me know that you heard from me or that you enjoyed the podcast. I would really love it uh, to help strengthen and encourage me along the way. Because preachers are real people, too. And we just want to hear and, and a response sometimes. So I pray in the name of Jesus that this will bless you and strengthen your inner man and all of that good stuff. <laughs> and so stay tuned. All right. Speak to you soon. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Lord God, we pray, God, that you will bless this word. Bless what you have to say in Jesus' name. I pray for those that are across the world and are listening in, God. I pray that you would, hallelujah, strengthen them and encourage them, especially in Ukraine and abroad. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that this message is a blessing to you. Get your Bibles ready for Nehemiah. Nehemiah is where we're going. Nehemiah chapter 4. God bless. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this word that we're about to receive, Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will bless it, Lord God. Let it be an on-time word. Cover me, Lord God, in the blood of Jesus Christ. Hide me behind the cross right now, even as you come through me to speak a word for my brother and my sister. Even right now, we need you, God. We need you to rise up, Lord God. Rise up within us. Rise up within me right now. Even right now, God, deliver us from bondages and all types of diseases and sicknesses even now in the name of Jesus Christ. God, you don't, I know that you don't even have to wait until the message is over. You can touch someone right now. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, it is so. We pray. Amen and amen. I pray that you had a blessed week. Please turn your Bibles to Nehemiah 4, chapter 4. And 15 through 17, Nehemiah 4 and 15 through 17. (sighs) Thank you, God, for your word. And the word simply states, 
And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us and God had brought their counsel to nothing, to not that we returned all of us to the wall, every one unto his work. And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work and the other half of them held both the spears, the shields and the bows and the Harbergians, I said that right, and the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. Verse 17, watch this. They which builded on the wall, and they that bear burdens with those that laid it, every one with one of his hands wrought in the work, and with the other hand held a weapon. I want to go one step further, one verse farther. For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side, and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. I am here to tell someone today that God said it won't slip through your hands this time. Tell somebody, say, it won't slip through my hands this time. It won't slip through our hands this time. Nehemiah was the governor of the then known Persian Judea. Nehemiah's name means comforted by God. The Hebrew uh, meaning is Nehemiah, which means Yah comforts. He was the son of Hakaliah. Nehemiah was also known to be the king's cupbearer. Some theologians believe that the, these particular events that are noted here took place around 465 to 424 BC. It's important to know that Nehemiah had a burden, and that burden trickled down to the community, which was to build, rebuild the burnt wall. In the word of the, Lord, of the Lord, Nehemiah 1 and 3, it says, And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. The, the Lord wanted me to inform you that the walls have broken down. He wanted me to tell you emphatically that the walls have broken down. There has been a breach in the wall. Nehemiah felt a breach in the wall. Nehemiah was troubled. The word of the Lord says that Nehemiah fasted and prayed and spoke to the Lord about the trouble that was arising and that had arisen to the point where he wanted to do something about it. He wanted to be a part of the restructuring of something that had burned down. God wanted to tell me, wanted to tell me and you today that the walls have broken down. He wanted us to know that there has been a breach by the enemy. Not only were there that their walls uh, break down, but somewhere, somehow, rather, 
the walls not only were broken, but they were burned. Some of us are walking around thinking everything is fine, but God is saying, your wall is broken down. Some may say, what wall? The wall of your prayer habits. When was the last time that you spent real time with the Lord? When was the last time you sat with him and just listened to what he had to say? When was the last time you sat and you wrote a journal to the Lord? When was the last time you sat and listened for the voice of the Lord in that next decision you're about to make? When was the last time you heard God say he loves you? When was the last time you sat and you listened for God's knowledge and instruction and revelation to work in concert for you to come to that next conclusion in your life. When was the last time you really spoke to God? Some might say, what wall? The Lord is saying the wall of your convictions based on biblical principles. Do you know what God desires for you right now? Are you being swept back and forth and pulled away from what God said in his word. The walls are broken. There's been a breach. Like a huge alarm has sounded off. The walls have broken down. The walls of family connection and fellowship. Does it still matter who fault it was? But are you ready to fix it? If you say that you love God, which I believe that you do. And you say that you surely have communion with God on a daily basis. What's stopping you from bringing this around? From bringing this broken fellowship around? This broken friendship? This broken relationship around? God said, use the love that I put within you. That I imputed within you or put place within your heart to bring this thing around. You use what you have to get what you want. You you have to use sometimes what you have to get what God wants. Because sometimes what God wants isn't what your flesh wants. Many a time. Don't lose that connection. Some might say, what roles? God is saying, your anointing. The guardianship of your anointing has been broken. Did you lose your anointing? Did you taint it? Did you taint your anointing by doing something God said not to do? Some of us are walking around thinking we are okay because our gifts are anointed. But what about our lives apart from our ministry? Our ministry, listen, our ministry can be anointed, whereas though we are not Saul's ministry, Saul's ministry was anointed. King Saul's ministry was anointed, but he lost God's favor in his disobedience. Hey, a wall has been broken, my brothers and my sisters. A wall has been broken. A wall has been broken. A wall has been broken. When you truly care about God, an alarm should be going off like where, like where, where, who, what? Where was a wall broken? You should be saying, what What wall, Jamal? Where was it broken? When you don't tithe, a wall has been broken. 
Malachi 3 and 10 should always rest within us until Jesus comes back. It's the avenue of our next blessing straight from God's throne. Is there anyone that still have real convictions for what God has said in his word? Check in on your kids to see if a wall has been broken. See who influence, who, who has influenced them recently. I mean, for real. Check in to see if they still care about what you say about God. What you, has, what you have placed within them by God's direction. Just check to see if a wall has been broken. It's time to reestablish that wall. Nehemiah was a prayer warrior. He prayed. He had Sambalat and Tobiah and others try to come against him. But he said, I'm about a good work. Hey, God. And I cannot come down. He, he, he received permission from the king. Hallelujah. To rebuild the wall. He, did, he received, he received by God's favor permission in, in different types of letters to give him permission to get materials to do what God has instructed him to do based on his burden to rebuild the wall. He prayed and then he I believe Nehemiah prayed so much that when he approached the king, I believe God touched the king's heart before he even got there to tell the king what has happened at his hometown. He spoke, he spoke to King Artaxerxes and Artaxerxes said to him, what would you like? What do you need now that you know that a wall has been broken? Now that you know that a wall has been broken, ask the Lord, how can you help? It's important to know that Nehemiah's mission was opposed, but the but the opposers' plans and schemes were brought to nothing. It's important to know why there was a weapon in one hand and a worker's tool in the other. Because when you're about a good work, oh my God, oh my God, the enemy will attack. But you must understand that God has a plan. And when God has a plan, whatever weapon the enemy bring will not work. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We must ask ourselves when Nehemiah was praying what did he acknowledge to God what slipped Nehemiah said the commandments he said Lord I know that the commandments have slipped the statutes have slipped and the judgments have slipped the commandments the statutes and the gut and the judgments the ten commandments somewhere along the lines have slipped Ten Commandments of, of how you're supposed to make no other gods before the Lord. How you're supposed to not make any image 
in the form of anything in heaven above or in the earth beneath. You should not bow down or worship any other thing other than the Lord. How it's important to know that he is a jealous God. How you shall not misuse the name of the Lord our God in vain. He said, remember the Sabbath. He said, on the six, on six days you work, one day you rest. The seventh day you rest. All of your, all of your animals, back then they had servants, male, whether you're male or female, everyone rest. If there's someone from another country, they're supposed to rest as well. He was saying, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land. He said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor, meaning you shall not try to uh, offend or, or try to accuse your neighbor of something they did not do. He said, you shall not covet, meaning you shall not want something that your, your neighbor has or try to take it in for yourself and keep it. You shall not have your covet your neighbor's wife or anything that belongs to them, whether it's an ox or a donkey. He was saying these have slipped. Nehemiah was saying these have slipped the statutes. He was basically saying the rules of cleansing in 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 the 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 requirements of of approaching you. We uh, you know through Leviticus the the things that you told us that would keep us in right standing with you have slipped. He was saying the judgments, the regard for the judgments, which you with with what you said would happen if we did not do what you had said. I hope that made made clear sense. He was saying the things that you told us not to do. And the judgments that you said that would come upon us if we did those things, we have neglected that they have slipped. He was Nehemiah was asking for repentance. He was saying they slipped. Lord have mercy I will take up that burden hey in this generation I will not allow it to slip no more oh my god who's ready to stand up and say I cannot let this slip anymore oh god Oh, God, a wall has been broken. A wall has been broken. But it's all right. Because this time, it's not going to slip through my hands. He, We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. Hebrews 2 and 1. We must make sure that we take heed, that we do not allow the things that draw us close to God mm. to slip out of our hands. David said, "I, the Lord has taught my fingers to war and my hands to fight. We have to know how to 
do battle in these last and evil days, my brothers and my sister. We understand that there is a judicial system and a Supreme Court system and a governmental system on every level. We, we must understand that there is a moral code we, in, in the land, but there's a moral code and law that God has left within the earth. And by grace, he know by grace, we are saved. And through that faith, God has allowed us to operate with the law of the land and the law of the Bible. But God knows that we cannot live to the letter of the law. So he has given us grace for it. I hope that makes sense to somebody. God knows that we're going to, we're going to, oh my God, we're going to slip. But God is saying it's contingent upon us to come back, to recognize where we have fallen, to come back to him and say, Lord, I'm here. And God knows Many of us are going to continue to fall and get back up, fall and get back up. Do not allow the enemy to keep you down. Do not allow the enemy to keep you down and say, this is how it's going to be. The devil is a liar. Every time you come back, you get stronger. Hallelujah, Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I'm not going to let it slip and I'm not going to let you slip. We're going to do this together. That's why they were able to build the wall. The Bible says that they said, so built we the wall. The Lord is saying, you got to come together. We got to come together and do this God's way. We understand of there's different stances on homosexuality and abortion. But what does the word say in, 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 in legalizing drugs and marijuana? What does the word say? The word must be our filter. We understand what man wants. I was telling my, one of my mentors recently on a post that he wrote. He, I was saying, we know what the Bible says. We, but we, and we know what society has said. We know the impression and the influence of the word of the word, and we, and we know the impression and the influence of the world. But the Bible says that we are to do what God say. We must understand that God is in control. When the world system tries to mimic what the Bible is doing, we have to be careful because a lot of times what's being done is being without being done without the real conviction of the word of God. But when you have the conviction of the word of God, there's a way that you can handle personal relationships and public relations without hear me now, without settling with what God has said. We must love one another, yes, but at the same time, stand on the word of God. That doesn't make us right or wrong, but it should always make God right. Take your opinion out of the matter. Put God back 
at the throne. A wall has been broken. Hey, God. But God can reestablish it. Somebody say glory. Somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. God gave it to me this way. And I'm almost there. If you go on the shores of the beach and you attempt to pick up a pile of sand with your bare hands, eventually it will slip through your hands. Listen now, real, real, real carefully. But if I go and bring you a shovel, you will be able to hold on to a certain amount of sand for a longer period of time. Sand or green. If I add on a bucket with the shovel that I gave you, not only can you hold on to the certain amount in the shovel, but now you can transport the sand from the shovel to the bucket and go back for more sand based on the capacity of the bucket. After the bucket is full, Someone else can bring you a wheelbarrow. Not now, now you can hold on to more than before. Now, let's just say later on, someone says, I have a storehouse for you to come and transport your sand. Now you will need a truck or something to transport. And now you have a place to store more than before and so on. God is saying that in this season, he has equipped you and will equip you with the right tools so that it won't slip through your hands this time. My question is that to you is, what is your it? What slipped through your hands last time because you weren't prepared? What are you regretting that slipped through your hands last time? Was it a missed opportunity? Was it a life-changing phone call? Was it a relationship? Was it a book offer? A title or a deed to a house? Was it a succession plan that would have set you for life? Was it a debt cancellation opportunity? Whatever it was that slipped through your hands the first time around, hey God, God is saying, here it comes again. But this time, it won't slip through your hands. You see, last time you didn't have the correct tools to match the opportunity. And it left you regretting it. God has seen your regret. And he also has seen your growth. He has had compassion on you because he's seen. He's observed you. He's, he's observed your diligence to accomplish and to be successful. God has witnessed your pain and struggle by others. He's, he, it seems like that God has overlooked you. But he is saying he has not overlooked you. God has said, I won't allow you to go without this time. He has declared a will not slip through your hands blessing over your life. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. A potential business partner and I are meeting soon just to confirm that we both are equipped to venture together. We both want to make sure that we don't allow the opportunity 
to slip through our fingers. We want to make sure that we have a foundation of trust and friendship before we turn our resources together to make more grain or sand, if you will, to make more sustenance. Listen, Nehemiah did that with signing the treaties for materials and gaining approval through the letters of the such from the king that the opportunity to build the wall wouldn't slip through his hands. Listen, some of us want to make sure that we're not wasting time in what we are doing in this economy. And that's all right. But listen, we want to make sure that it's making sense to go uh, to go to work every day. God is saying it won't slip through your hands this time. Listen, he said we want to make sure that it's making sense when we lose time with our loved ones, our children and our spouse. For it to make sense to, ne- to Nehemiah, he turned to the community to help him carry the vision. He signed workers with a weapon in one hand and a worker's tool in the other. You have to fast, my brothers and my sisters. You have to pray. You have to work on your purpose on a daily basis sometimes. Listen, fasting and prayer is your weapon. Your purpose is your worker's tool. Did you hear me? Fasting and prayer is your weapon. Your purpose is your worker's tool. Where is your worker's tool? Did you lose it? Did God help you find it? Without purpose, you only have zeal. And listen, zeal without purpose equals worldliness and exhaustion. Did God tell you to do what you're doing? Does what you're doing line up with God's vision for your life? His purpose for your life? Where is your worker's tool? The battle right now. Listen to me now. The battle is too hot. The spiritual battle is too hot right now for you to just fast and pray without a God-given focus. Do you still have your weapon of warfare? It's not a carnal weapon. The weapon of sincere praise and sincere worship. Not to be seen, but to fight. To fight. Where is your weapon? To be ready to fight if you have to. Do you know enough scripture to fight off a demon? Can you walk out enough scripture to chase a demon back to hell? Demons came for me. Listen, demons came for me. Yes, Jamal Padaway, they came for me before I even knew who I was. When I grabbed my weapon, when I came to maturity. Oh my God. When I grabbed my weapon, oh my God, I'm feeling this thing. When I grabbed my weapon and my purpose, my worker's tool, my purpose, many devils had to back up and rethink if they wanted to mess with me because of the greater that's within me. It's time to click into the greater again. Greater is he that is in within you than he that's in the world. Oh my God. We as the church are finding ourselves to go back 
to the drawing board to see if we are equipped for this, this warfare and future generations that the souls that's attached to our hands don't slip through our hands to Satan. God is saying, God is saying, they will not slip through your hands this time. Just follow the God-given directions and they won't slip. Hallelujah. The pandemic prepared us for the potential recession. The same unity we display within the community is what we need at heightened levels to make it through this. It won't slip through our hands this time. The walls will be rebuilt. But I came to tell someone by the power of the Holy Spirit that it won't slip through our hands. This opportunity will not slip through our hands this time. It will not slip through our hands. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory. The unity of our faith won't slip this time. We know how to come together in the word of the Lord. We know how to talk to Holy Spirit now in communion with the Holy Spirit. We know how to talk to God the Father now. We know how to talk to God the Son now. We know how to commune on different levels with all three. The unity of our faith. Mm, thank you, Jesus. And how to bring in the sheepfold those that might not be as mature as we are to help those come from the sincere milk of the word to the meat of the word we know how to grab someone by the unity of our love for humanity that they won't slip but we know how to draw them in we know how to pray to God and ask Jesus to be bound to our hearts more than the world is so that we can be cleansed and continually filled with Holy Spirit fire. The foundation of Christ won't slip and cannot slip because we have our feet hallelujah covered in peace. Not the peace that's given by this world but the peace that comes from God on high. We have our armor on according to Ephesians 6 and and when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, we know how to drop on our face and worship. And when we worship God, hey God, the hey Jesus, God will arise and our enemies will be scattered. They may have come seven ways, but the hey God, they may have come one way, but now they're going to flee seven ways. We know how to do warfare at heightened levels. We know how to add a boshandelabosha. Pray in the spirit and talk to God from the communion of our hearts and our souls. If we don't have the words, we have our mind. When it seems like our mind is not intact, we can cry out to God and get an answer. Hey God, it won't slip this time. It won't slip this time. My heart is contrite and broken and directed to Jesus. It won't slip this time. We won't slip up and cuss someone out this time. The foundation of Christ won't slip and cannot slip. We won't slip into sin anymore. We we are grounded in the union of Christ and not our flesh. We know what Christ wants. We know what Christ said. We know that he died on the cross for our sins. That he was buried for three days and in those three days 
He was going through all the regions of hell, saying, all power is in my hand. And everyone in paradise that believed in me as God is going to be in heaven with me in the realm of the sky with me, the unseen sky, the throne room of God with me today. Hey, Jesus, we know that on the third day he rose again. We know that after he rose up again, there was no need to just be baptized in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but to be baptized in his name. Before he died, we, we, were, we could be baptized in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost because he was still here. But after, after he died, hey, God, after he died, we now have, hey, God, the authority in his name. Say that name when you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Say that name because when the demons try to fight against you, when you try to baptize someone, they want to know what name you're baptizing in. And that name is Jesus. They got to get up off that person. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. And they will be delivered. We know how to egg God, how to step in the spirit more. Hallelujah. And not into our flesh. We won't allow the image of the word of God to slip from our minds. We know what God said. We know what God said. We know what's going to keep us out of heaven. We know what's going to draw us into heaven. We know because Acts 2 and 38 says, If you be baptized and repent and turn from your wicked ways, Hallelujah. And believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he has risen again on the third day. You receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You shall be saved. When you, hey God, when you go to be baptized and you turn away from the thing for real, there should be a power. And there will be a power that will come in from on high called the fire of baptism of the Holy Spirit, which will give you fiery convictions to say, I'm not the same no more. Now I've been changed. I've been transformed. My mind is not the same. My thoughts are not the same. The way I operate is not the same. I've been evicted from the sunken place because I have Jesus and Jesus is on my left and my right, my up and my down. And when it seems like I slip, he has his hand. He said he has his hand. He said that he will uphold us with the right hand of his righteousness. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, we won't allow the image of the word to slip from our minds because we will meditate on it day and night. There's an a hundredfold blessing on our lives. God said this to me prophetically. He said there's a hundredfold blessing on our lives. 30, 60, 100. He said hundredfold blessing on our lives in this season that cannot be reversed. That means whatever is in your possession right now is about to become a hundred times better. Because you have a weapon in one hand. Thank you, God. And a worker's tool in the other. You have your fasting and pray. And your spiritual convictions and your awareness in one hand. And your purpose in the other. 
And God said, it's going to happen, not just through you, but everyone that you're connected to. When you keep on reading about Nehemiah, it gets so good. In Nehemiah chapter 8, hallelujah, the cause gets so good. God steps into it. In Nehemiah chapter 8, around verse 10, he said, eat, drink, be merry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. He was saying, when all else failed, when everything came against us, we found our strength in the Lord. I will rejoice in the joy of my salvation. Oh God, when it seems like everything else, hallelujah, has tried to take your joy, has tried to slip you, slip, has tried to make you slip out of the out of your happy place. He said, if you want to really stay in your happy place, he said, get into the joy of the Lord. He said, remember that you, hey, that you have access to heaven now, that your names are written in the book of life. He said, that's where your joy is. When, when his disciples, I'm closing now, when Jesus' disciples, when the 70 were sent out and they were casting out demonic powers all over the place and they came back so joyful, Jesus said to them that he's... They, Jesus said to them, he said, don't be joyful over the fact that you cast out demons only, but be joyful in, in the fact that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. He said, you have access now. He was saying, just know that you have access where the devil doesn't have access anymore. You have access now and forever. That's why he's mad. That's why he's coming at to you as a roaring lion. He's not one, but he's trying to attack your convictions and your standing in the Lord. He said, but be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But to do that, you cannot allow your convictions to slip. I'm feeling this thing because it seems like, it seems like, it seems like we, we, we have this mindset where we can do anything and let anything slip. The devil is a liar. He said, gird up the loins of your mind. He said, be sober-minded. To be sober-minded is to curb all of your passions to be aware of God's passions for your life. He's saying, be as a good soldier, be strong, to be hey God, not being oh my God carried away with the civilian affairs of the world. He was saying you are a soldier in a foreign land, and to accomplish this mission, you got to be focused on what I'm telling you to. Every day we should rise up, looking for what the Lord has said to us, uh, looking for what the Lord has to has for us, uh, because He said every day, Hallelujah, is another day to get it right. I'm winding down. He said, He said to me, He said to me, it should be an advancement of the kingdom every day, every single day. Our prayer should be, How can I advance the kingdom of God today? Not the kingdom of my own. My own self, not the kingdom of my flesh, not the system of my flesh, but the system of God, not the government of this world. He said, thy word shall stand. 
and heaven and earth shall pass away before one word or tittle of my word pass. He said, my word shall not return. He said, my word shall go forth and it will not return void, but it will not just go forth, but it will accomplish that which it was sent to do. He said, the world has a government. Let's just admit that. And the power of what they rule or judge and say has ramifications in the terrestrial. But what God commands and what God decides and when God makes a, makes a judgment call on something, whether you know him or not, it's for the celestial, meaning the sky realm, meaning the heavens and the terrestrial, meaning the, meaning the earth world. Meaning the physical world where we, where we now reside. He's saying, what I say is not restrained to just the earth, but the universe and beyond throughout all creation. That's why he said, don't be afraid of what man can do, but rather be afraid of the one that can destroy the body and the soul, which is God. And if you're listening to this podcast and you said there is no God, Proverbs has called you a fool, not in the sense of how we use it today, but in the sense of not really knowing that he exists. He's saying to not know me is to disregard me. No wonder we disregard what he says. Because if you really do know him, you have, conv- you have convictions about what he has said in his word. Nehemiah had a, a burden. He repented, for not just for him, but for his country, where he was from. I'm done. <laughs> Tell somebody, I won't let it slip. Now that I know that a wall has been broken, nothing else can slip through. I'm now on the wall. I'm now on the wall. I'm now on the wall. They had gates back then. They had gates. There was the fish gate. Verses 3 and 3. The old gate. Verses 3 and 6. The valley gate. Nehemiah. 3 and 13, the dung gate. 3 and 13 again, the fountain gate. Nehemiah 3 and 15, the water gate. Nehemiah 3 and 26, the horse gate. Nehemiah 3 and 28, the east gate. Nehemiah 3 and 29, the inspection gate. Nehemiah 3 and 31, and the sheep gate. Nehemiah 3 and 1. And at every gate, there was a guardian there as they rebuilt the walls and the gates. We are the guardians. Some for the fish gate, the sheep gate, the inspection gate, the east gate. I believe Jesus is the east gate in our lives. The horse gate, the water gate, the fountain gate, the dung gate, the valley gate, the old gate. Did I say the fish gate? I might have. (laughs) But now that we know, we can't let nobody else No other spirit, no other being slipped through without 
the filtering of the word. Souls are at stake. They want to know. Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is now. The harvest is white. Stop looking for your Stop looking for yourself to shine on a platform when there's people all around you that need you that might not even be in the spotlight like you desire. They need you behind the scenes. I love you. And I pray that someone that's listening to this message would give a really good, discerning look at your life. Ask yourself, if you were to die today, for real, for real, just like that. Are you secure in knowing where you go? Because hell is real. I promise you, hell is real. You can look all around in this earth. The reason why it seems like hell is here, because God has allowed Satan to have dominion in this earth. But while he has his own dominion, we have ours. We have ours. Our dominion is in heaven. So God has empowered us, talking about those that know him, with heavenly power so that we can overtake his dominion when it's needed, when we need to use his authority to use that name, Jesus, to impress upon those he loves here. He loves you. Right now he's impressing himself through me upon up on you to make the choice to, to say, hey, something isn't right. I, I, I somehow slipped. I, I lost ground. I, I, I thought I knew him. I grew up in the church. God is saying, come back. I'm going to pray this prayer with you real quick. Father God, we thank you, Father, that you have done all that you're doing. I pray, oh my God, for my brothers and my sisters right now, wherever they are in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that they will look at their lives and realize that they need you like never before. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for all of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you were buried for me. I believe that you rose again on the third day for me. Come into my heart. Live within me. I need you, Lord. I need you. I need you. Somewhere I slipped. Somewhere I thought I had you for real, but I'm coming back to you again. Reawaken my convictions. Reawaken me, God. In Jesus' name. The way that I walk, the way that I talk, the way that I live it's not conducive to how you say let me look in your word, have a thirsting for your word find out what my purpose is in Jesus name, amen and amen if you meant it my brothers my sister you are saved the next thing in your path of salvation is to find a Bible believing church, I attend one the name of it is the church of the redeemed of the Lord where Bishop Jerome Stokes Sr. is the pastor. For The address is 4321 Old York Road, Baltimore, Maryland, 21212. Please, we would love to have you.
We would love to have you. I'm one of the ministers there. I'm an associate minister there. And if if you ask for me, my name is Minister Jamal Padaway. If you ask for me, ask someone or security, whoever for me, I will meet you and I will personally introduce you to Bishop, I will pers- if you need baptism, I will personally make sure that you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not about me. It's about where you want to spend. I already know where I'm going. I'm going to heaven. God, I'm making sure I go every day. Every day. Every day. He's an everyday Jesus, not just on Easter. Amen. All right, if you just want me to pray with you for something else, maybe you backslidden, I pray in the name of Jesus that you come back. Just say the prayer of salvation again in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, for those that just need a blessing, Lord God, that have a lot of opportunity to slip. I pray, God, that you would touch them right now. Touch us, God. I put myself at the altar, Lord God. I, 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 I admit, I let some things slip, opportunities, things that I was not aware of, that you did not want to slip within my life. Help us, God, to do better. We declare and decree a new covenant with you that we will not let them slip through our hands again. It is so. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Tell someone about this broadcast, this podcast. Invite them to listen in on Spotify and all of the Google pod, the Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Um, there's some other, other ones out there. I forgot the names of them, but look me up. Just look up my name, Jamal Padaway. And stay tuned for uh, the outro. All right, God bless you. Speak to you real, real soon. And remember, we will not let them slip. God bless. Hey, everybody. Praise the Lord. I just wanted to share with you to um, check out my book is called Justice at the Cross. Justice, the at symbol, the cross. It is available on almost every virtual platform as far as reading books. Um, I believe on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Nobles, and um, I believe even uh, Google. You know, um, it's available everywhere. I uh, Apple iBooks. It's on there as well. Uh, If you have the Kindle, it's on there as well. Um, Just type in my name, uh, Jamal Petaway, and you should see it. You should see Justice at the Cross. I believe it's going to be about five to ten dollars, depending on which vendor you choose. But I'm telling you, this book is a poetry book directing your heart back to the cross. You will love it. It's ten pages uh, long. It's not long at all, but I believe it can be an evangelistic tool for some that may not know the Lord. And for some that may not read their Bible, it it could really be an eye opener for them and a reminder for you. God bless and speak to you soon. Enjoy the read. Thank you.